Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, guys, today we're going to give you some insight into the many, many different directions your copywriting career could take. Uh, I think sometimes when people think about, oh, getting into copywriting, they think, well, I'm just going to be a freelancer and I will just freelance as a copywriter until the end of time, which possible certainly could do, certainly could do. But there are other ways of building a career and then also other directions your career could go. So we yeah. thought we would talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. Copywriting is just the, the start of the path, if you will, the way into the marketing woods. <laughs> Which sounds a little ominous, yeah. frankly, but it's, it's like a, it's a, it's an enchanted forest where there are so many paths and so many careers and some of them loop back on each other and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful enchanted forest. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I can probably get, get on board. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm in the enchanted forest. Great. Um, so, like we said, you could be just starting in terms of basic term basics. You could be a freelance copywriter, which you could do full-time or part-time. You could be an on-staff copywriter working for a company in their creative department. Like, for example, when I worked for Marshalls, um, I was the Marshalls copywriter, and I worked for TJX, the parent mm -hmm. company of Marshalls, and I worked on their in-house creative team. Um, and within those teams as copywriters, I know people, the, the language around that can be it can be different from company to company and how, depending how many copywriters they have, how big the organization is. If it's a large agency, for example, or a large, uh, a large company that has a big in-house team, mm -hmm. you might have junior copywriters, you might have mid-level copywriters or just copywriter, senior copywriters. Those are kind of usually the three buckets, if you will, that people fall into. 
I know that sometimes junior people think, well, I don't want to, I don't want to start as a junior copywriter. Like that doesn't pay well, right? It can be a great foot in the door and to a way into a, a company or a path. If that's the kind of route you want to go down, you're not going to be a junior copywriter forever. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, as you get in again, get a foot in the door, prove yourself it's just experience. And whether you stay at that company and move up or you go on then to another company just to say, look, I, I was a junior copywriter. Now I'm looking for a copywriter position. It's, it's a, it's a potential path is all that's to say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then two, you could also work at an external agency at an ad agency or a marketing agency or something along those lines where they do creative work for other companies. Other companies hire that agency to do their marketing and their advertising. Uh, And then, of course, you could also be a contract copywriter at any one of these places. And contract usually means you're working on an hourly basis. You literally have a contract with them for a certain number of hours, usually, and for a certain duration, you know, like 20 hours a week for two months or or something along those lines. So at the, the very foundational place, those are, as you're getting started, those are some mm-hmm. of the the more standard ways to to work as a copywriter. And I'm sure you guys have heard us say, Kate and I have done all of those and have bounced back and forth between all of it. I'll be freelance, then I'll contract with a company and I'll like that company and I'll say, hey, do you want to come on board? And I'll say, nah, you know what? I'm going to be on staff for a couple of years. And then I'll decide after a couple of years, I want to go back to being freelance or being contractor, anything along those lines. And we have been... And on in-house creative teams, we worked at agencies. We have worked for ourselves as freelancers. We have done all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and no two are the same, I will say, because often, you know, if you get a job with an agency and all of a sudden you have a bad experience for whatever reason, not every agency is like that or not every in-house team operates. Every single one is different. There, there are definitely similarities between all the teams I've worked with and, and businesses I've worked with. But there's, they're also so very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. And, and so much of it depends on the people you're working with. And so all that's to say is don't let one experience cloud your judgment of future opportunities or experiences that might present themselves to you that could be very, very different, could be great for your career and you might love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Sometimes people will be like, I will never go back to corporate again. But I've had some really fun experiences yeah. working for corporate copywriting um, or working for corporate uh, uh, creative teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, um, and I've heard people say that about agencies and I've heard people say that about freelancing. It's every experience is is different. Mm-hmm. And even roles within agencies, you know, we've had students that have come from like the the account side of an agency and now work with agencies as a copywriter. And it's a lot more fun and less stressful. <laughs> it's a different role. And same thing if you're coming from changing careers entirely from another industry altogether unrelated to copywriting, that corporate environment is I almost guarantee I would bet money on it. Come back to me <laughs> when you have a copywriting corporate job, because it's just so different. You know, I think of a, a lot of my friends who are in corporate and they're like, you have a bar at your agency? <laughs> like, yeah, that's actually really common. And not that that's a, an end all be all to a company, but I think that alone kind of demonstrates how the vibe can be very, very different than 
your typical corporate job. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, you talked to Kate about how your coworkers can make or break a, a, an, a company, um, or a situation and same thing with a boss. You know, I've had some bosses where I'm like, this person makes me crazy. And then I've also had some bosses where I think I, this boss is, is guiding me and coaching me and challenging me to be better. And, and I've loved it. Um, but I think too, that knowing that a boss or coworkers can make or break a scenario should make us all feel a little bit better in knowing that we have the skills to walk away. If that happens, if, you know, you get transferred to a new group and you can't stand any of those people, or if they bring in a new boss and your boss is miserable or anything along those lines, we have the skills and not just copywriting skills because freelancing is a skill set in and of itself. Um, as our our CCS students know, when it comes to pitching and tracking clients and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we have the skills to be able to say, I'm not sticking around for this. I'm going to see what else is out there. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But in terms of career direction, career ladder, if you will, it's kind of nice that it's copywriting again. We're in the enchanted forest. We have paths that loop back on themselves. There's no straight up ladder if you don't want there to be. If you do, there is the option, you know, as you we talked about junior, mid, senior level copywriters. The next kind of step, and again, this isn't at every organization, but is an ACD or associate creative director. And or so copy this, manager. Or copy mm-hmm. manager, yeah, equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these roles really ACDs often might manage copywriters, potentially designers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but more often than not, you're kind of still staying in your lane of, of your, your craft, if you will. Uh, so managing your team of writers, making sure that all the work that they're doing for the internal client or the external clients, whichever it might be, is on brand and voice. You're kind of less in the day-to-day weeds of writing copy. So if you love writing copy, it might be a role where you're like, I don't want to move into this more managerial role, A, because if you don't want to manage people, then great, you don't have to. <laughs> you can stay You can stay copywriting. Uh, but B, if you really love writing and you're going to be taken away from some of the day-to-day in the weeds writing, you might not enjoy that as much. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of like the strategy, you like concepting, you like guiding other writers to and pushing them to do their best work, then you might love that role. And yeah. I know I should, why am I talking about this? You've been a copy manager. <laughs> you have been managed by me. Um, yes. Yeah, it can be, it's, it's challenging certainly, but it can be really fulfilling to help other writers develop their skills and grow as professionals. It can be really, really fulfilling. Um, and yes, in that ACD role, in that copy manager role, you're usually going to be managing just copywriters. And I know some people think, well, okay, well, that's the highest I can go then. I can't, I can't go any higher. I can't go up to creative director because I've, I don't, you I don't sure can. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I think people think, well, I, I don't know how to design and therefore I can't manage designers. And that's not, that's not the case with a creative director. Cause think of how many, um, well, maybe you might not know this, but you know most creative directors who come up from the design side they don't they don't know how to write copy. But when you get to that level, you are you're directing, you are not creating it. So 
as, and you will learn these skills often. Uh, you will learn these skills and you develop these skills as you go through your career. But when you're ready to get to that level, you will be, you'll be giving direction. You will tell your writers and you'll tell your designers um, what's not working. You may give them a few ideas for things to potentially test and try, but it's not up to you to solve the problem. It's up to you to, almost like when a client gives you feedback, it's not up to you to do their jobs for them. It's up to you to say, all right, well, we need to push this concept a little bit more. We need to get a little bit more creative, come back with something that's a little bit more out of the box or, okay, I see what you're doing here, but this, this design feels, this design feels too dark and we want it to have, we want this campaign to have a much lighter feel. And, you know, the same thing with this copy, this copy is a little bit heavy. It's, we want to you, you don't, you're not prescribing solutions, which is why a copywriter can become a creative director because they don't know, need to know how to design. They will have developed an eye for what doesn't work. And again, they may have some, some suggestions for what could improve the project, but the creative director, it's not their job to come up with all the solutions. If it was, they wouldn't need all those people underneath them. But that's what all those people are there to do is to come up with possible solutions and the creative director literally directs them. And it's the same thing with a creative director who has a design background. They they don't need to know how to write copy, but they know when something doesn't work and they can give some direction as to, okay, come back with something in, in this vein, but they don't need to know how to actually execute on it. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm only going to be able to get so far, I'll only ever be able to be a copy manager or a copy director or ACD or anything along those lines, it's not at all true. I will say that you do tend to find more uh, more creative directors that are designers. Um, and I think there are a couple of different reasons for that. I think just that traditionally you see more, it's just, it's self-perpetuating, right? The more designers that you see as creative directors, the more you expect a a creative director to have a design background, but it's not necessary at all. Uh, And then just also numbers wise, ratio wise, a, 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 a design, a creative team within a company will usually have one or two copywriters or like one copywriter for every three designers. So maybe two copywriters for every six designers. So there's often just more designers, which means that as people go up the ladder, there's going to be more people from the design side vying for that position. But that doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean that a creative director has to be a, uh, has to be a designer. In fact, I've worked with some amazing creative directors who were, whose backgrounds were in copywriting. And it was, it was an absolute delight to work for them. And the designers felt the same way. Yeah. I would look at it as honestly, the creative directors are really enforcing the creative brief as much as we are in our roles and we should be revisiting it and relooking at it. They're looking at it from a very high level of, they probably have, they've been doing it longer typically. So they have more experience. They know kind of what the client is going to say or think or how the client's going to respond because they've worked with more clients so they can kind of have a better idea of what what might push the envelope more and how they might want to push the client out of their comfort zone but also having kind of options where they know that mm, if not we need kind of that safe option often you'll have kind of your backup if you will your back pocket of all right, we want them to go this direction, but mm, they probably won't. So let's just Mm -hmm. have this ready to go. Uh, But they'll, so thinking of it from a copy perspective, you know, 
the creative brief is a document that both copywriter and designer can work from and should be working from the same, the same exact creative brief. So you both know the end goal. You both know the tone of the project, the voice, what it's going for. So when Nikki was saying earlier, like, ooh, the design feels too dark and we want it to feel light or the, the copy feels that way, you know that because the creative brief has all of that information. And so the creative director is really parsing that brief with a fine tooth comb and making sure that every element is hitting as well as it landing as well as it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that is one direction you could go with your career. Other directions. Now, if you are freelance and you want to stay freelance, you could, and our, our next level mastermind members know this very well, you could start outsourcing, grow your team a little bit, start outsourcing some of your work and building a team, maybe just one or maybe multiple other copywriters, which could evolve into your own copywriting agency. But then also you could bring, you could start bringing in some designers and it could become your own marketing agency. Maybe you also want to bring in some SEO strategists or some media buyers or all these. You can kind of shape that the way you want it to be. So you could eventually evolve into having your own agency. Um, Or you could stay a a a one-to-one service provider, if that's what you really love. But maybe you decide that you want to start offering additional services. Um, And we will tell you again and again, and we will continue to tell you here, you do not have to offer additional services by any means. You, If you write email funnels for your clients, you do not have to build those for your clients. That's not part of the expectation for a copywriter. But let's say you discover you really love it. You did it once for yourself maybe and you thought, oh, I really like this. I'd like to start offering this. So then maybe you evolve into someone who writes funnels and maybe builds them or helps strategize and you start offering more marketing services as you become an expert in those services. You obviously can't offer services before you actually know how to do them. But that's another way that it could evolve. Similarly, if you love writing social media copy and you love working on social channels, I'll link, we'll link to the, the episode. We just uh, interviewed Carly De La Cruz, who's a CCA student who is doing, she's a social media manager. Um, so she's still writing copy. Yes. But she's also doing the whole social strategy for the company that she's working for. Um, and maybe you get into ads, maybe you dig into that world or you, and you can, you can honestly, and I would recommend, and I'm sure you would agree, Nikki, not, if you get into the ad world of social media, not doing, I'm going to do Pinterest and Facebook, and I'm going to do all the platforms. So maybe you have worked with your clients on Facebook a lot, and you decide, I want to offer meta, I should say now, Facebook and Instagram ads. I'm going to learn that whole back end of how to manage a budget, an ad spend budget, and how how that all works. Again, training but these are paths you can explore if you're interested in them and build on your services. And maybe you continue offering copywriting, or maybe that's the direction you fully go. Like Carly, who, again, she's still copywriting as part of her job, but her job is a social media manager. So she could evolve from there to stay with social media and and kind of, Mm -hmm. she always has copywriting in the back. We all, that's the beauty. We always can go back to freelance copywriting. Like that's kind of the default that we can all return to. But you can go down these these other job title paths mm-hmm. as well, your interests are peaked. 
Exactly. And I think you're a prime example of that too, Kate, is that you, you, and you certainly, you, your background is in copywriting and you certainly still take uh, freelance clients, but you are now the, the marketing manager for Mm -hmm. our company. Um, You and I had a conversation about it, about ways you were looking to, to grow your career. And I knew you and I knew your strategic mind. And I also knew your ability to hop in and learn new things and dig in. Um, and so you have, you are the marketing manager, have become and are the marketing manager for a company. So that's, and I've certainly heard of other creatives doing the same thing. Um, yeah, but I feel I, like when you've been copywriting for so long, all of the the principles that we learn, how to concept, the knowing the audience, the benefit to consumer, the call to action, all of these things are things that a marketing manager needs to know or anyone in marketing really needs to know. So that's mm-hmm. the the nice thing about copywriting is that you're getting this foundational knowledge that preps you for so many other careers. This is, and frankly, better than a lot of people who maybe went to school for marketing or went to, you know, kind of had a very like cursory experience with, with, with marketing. And so you, you have this deep knowledge that you can then use to inform so many other areas. And, and again, the, the strategic side of things. So as copywriters, we're not just writing and most of our work starts with, or should start with, strategy a, a lot of it <laughs> the creative brief is strat that's a strategy a strategic document if you will mm-hmm. of why this project exists and who it's for and all of that good information so it's it's our purpose in recording this episode was not at all to to overwhelm you and make you feel like you need to decide right now um not it at all. In fact, if anything, it was it was the opposite. Um, we hope that you are are enjoying building your skills as a copywriter and digging in and learning and and working with your clients or with your your teams with your bosses. Um, but we also wanted to just give you a sneak peek, a sneak peek into the enchanted forest. All right, yes. I'm I'm on I'm on board, Kate. <laughs> um, just a look at what some of the possibilities could be. You can absolutely keep writing copy for the rest of your life, whether that's on staff, contract, freelance, whatever. And like Kate and I, you can you know bounce around if you want to. Um, but there are also other opportunities and that that can stem from your copywriting career and be, become a, a natural next step in a lot of different direct, a lot of different. A lot of different paths in this enchanted forest. Hmm. Thought you were uh, on board, and now you're not on board. Yeah, I'm a little bit <laughs> off board again. Uh, but all right, all right, okay. Metaphor wise, I'm on board. Just maybe that specific metaphor. Um, even though I adore you, uh, but there are there's just a lot that this that copywriting opens up for you. A lot of possibilities, and we wanted to just give you give you a look at what some of those possibilities could be. So. Not at all in any desire to to overwhelm you, but maybe just to get you a little excited for what some of the eventual possibilities could be. And so with that, uh, thank you guys all for joining us and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at 
freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.